I'll have his ass. He glowered indignantly around the squad room, turned around, and left the room. Sergeant Patrick J. Dolan was not regarded by the officers of the five squad of the narcotics unit, or, for that matter, by anyone else in the entire narcotics unit, with the possible exception of Lieutenant Michael J. Mick Mickles, as an all-around splendid fellow and fine police officer with whom it was a pleasure to serve. The reverse was true. If a poll of the officers in narcotics were to be conducted, asking each officer to come up with one word to describe Sergeant Dolan, the most common choice would be prick, with son of a bitch running a close second. This is not to say that he was not a good police officer. He had been on the job more than twenty years, a sergeant for ten and in narcotics for seven. He was a skilled investigator, reasonably intelligent, and a hard worker. He seldom made mistakes or errors of judgment. Dolan's problem, Officer Tom Coogan had once proclaimed to general agreement in the all-good bar across the street from Five Squad's office at 22nd and Hunting Park Avenue, where narcotics officers frequently went after they had finished for the day, was that Dolan devoutly believed that not only did he never make mistakes or errors of judgment, but that he was incapable of doing so. Tom Coogan had been on the job eight years, five of them in plainclothes and narcotics. For reasons neither he nor his peers understood, he had been unable to make a high enough grade on either of the two detectives' examinations he had taken to make a promotion list. Sometimes this bothered him, as he was convinced that he was at least as smart and just as good an investigator as, say, half the detectives he knew. On the other hand, he consoled himself, he would much rather be doing what he was doing than, for example, investigating burglaries and northeast detectives, and with the overtime he had in narcotics, he was making as much money as a sergeant or a lieutenant in one of the districts. So what the hell difference did it make? Coogan had absolutely no idea why Dolan had summoned Jerry Kellogg to an early morning meeting, or why Kellogg hadn't shown up when he was supposed to. But a number of possibilities occurred to him, the most likely of which being that Kellogg had simply forgotten about it. Another, slightly less likely possibility was that Kellogg had overslept. Since his wife had moved out on him, he had been at the sauce more heavily and more often than was good for him. It wasn't just that his wife had moved out on him. Broken marriages are not uncommon in the police community, but that she had moved in with another cop. A police officer whose wife leaves the nuptial couch because she has decided that the life of a cop's wife is not for her can expect the understanding commiseration of his peers. Kellogg's wife, however, had moved out of a plainclothes narc's bed into the bed of a homicide detective. That was different. There was an unspoken suggestion that maybe she had reasons, ranging from bad behavior on Kellogg's part to the possibility that the homicide detective was giving her something in the sack that Kellogg hadn't been able to deliver. The one thing Jerry Kellogg didn't need right now was trouble from Sergeant Patrick J. Dolan, which could range from a simple ass-chewing to telling the lieutenant he wasn't where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be, to something official, bringing him up on charges. Tom Coogan wasn't a special pal of Jerry Kellogg, but they worked together, and Kellogg had covered Coogan's ass more than once, so he owed him. He picked up his telephone, pulled out the little shelf with the celluloid-covered list of phone numbers on it, found Kellogg's, and dialed it. The line was busy. Two minutes later, Coogan tried it again. Still busy.
Who the hell is he talking to? His wife, maybe? Some other broad? His mother? Something connected with the job? Fuck it. The important thing is to get him over here and get Dolan off his back. He tried it one more time, and when he got the busy signal, broke the connection with his finger and dialed the operator. This is police officer Thomas Coogan, badge number 3621. I have been trying to reach 555-2330. This is an emergency. Will you break in, please? There's no one on the line, sir, the operator reported 30 seconds later. The phone is probably off the hook. Thank you, Coogan said. The fact that the phone is off the hook doesn't mean he's not there. He could have come home shit-faced, knocked it off, falling into bed or on purpose so that he wouldn't be disturbed. He's probably lying there in bed, sleeping it off. That posed the problem of what to do next. He realized he didn't want...